0: It's time for Market Explainer, your number one business news podcast. Hosted by Danny and the big man. And it
1: starts right now. Howdy, y'all. You are listening to Market Explainer, America's number one business news podcast. I am Danny. I am the host of this show and joining me today is as always is the uh uh, co-host of sorts (laughs) the big man
0: he's here the co-host i am the big man the 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 host with the Uh most you are the market i am the explainer we all know which is more important so there you go So today
1: we're going to be talking about the better.com ceo we are we're going to we're going to be talking about rumble is going public the Uh youtube competitor uh our good friend uh and uh frequent guest host uh, pat mcafee uh signed a huge deal so we're gonna be talking about that and also just so you know quick tip you might be uh you might have been receiving some stolen goods oopsie daisy sorry for that we're sorry uh, before we jump into the show i want to let you know that starting with this episode you can watch the full video over on Patreon.com/slash mm-hmm. Market Explainer. Obviously, if you're seeing this on YouTube, you're seeing a clip. Um, the audio is delivered as always on every platform where you can get audio. Mm-hmm. That's Market Explainer.com and Patreon.com/slash Market Explainer. Absolutely. So this first story, uh, my cousin the former CEO of better.com. This is a mortgage <laughs> company, right?
0: It is a mortgage company. Yes.
1: Um, Vishal Garg. I'm kidding. He's not my cousin. He's just an Indian guy. <laughs> I uh, wasn't going to
0: reference anything like that. So you work, that is all do, on you. I have nothing to do Vishal with
1: Vishal Garg. OK, how do you not? I, I have no weird? idea. So uh, for those of you unaware, maybe two weeks ago after the Thanksgiving holiday, Um, Mr. Garg had a bunch of employees, I think it was 900 employees, join him on a group Zoom call uh, upon which he, uh, oopsie daisy, fired everybody on the call. (laughs) So, yeah.
0: Um, And, of course, as in. This is
1: the most vicious, um, fantastic thing. Well, so this is not even the guy's first time
0: by the way yeah. doing mass layoff like this but yes so in true 2021 fashion obviously that happens and immediately people grab that video upload it to TikTok upload it to YouTube to kind of show everybody the way this this guy right
1: it yeah. did callously. this
0: callously laid off 900 people at the beginning of December right, right. not only did he lay off 900 people but uh, what he failed to mention during that phone call was two days previous to laying off 15%, 900 people of a staff. His uh, business, which tried to go uh, public earlier in the year and failed, by the way.
1: Oh, did he try to go public? Yeah, like he S- tried S- to go SPAC,
0: $7.7 okay. 7 worth, and failed because of this kind of insanity, but failed. But two days before, he lays sure. off 900 people. Um, he gets an influx into his business of cash for the tune of $750 million. So he receives a $750 million check, and then two days later, lays off 900 people, 15% of his staff.
1: So are you telling me that he personally received a check or the company received The that, company
0: right? received a right. influx okay. of corporate backers from yeah, fortune so, from fortune and tech cr- crunch um uh and infusion of 750 million dollars cash money
1: right so in that scenario i bet you money good money i bet you not 700 million dollars but i bet you good money that the reason that that happened and that the series of events took place in that order is that part of the investment was you have to build a leaner organization your organization has to be leaner well look
0: there's two parts of this there there's a part of this where if you believe the corporate story from garg and the people putting out information now after this with kind of uh crowd control right public response control if you believe their story they're losing money right they got they hired too many employees according now this is again Information coming out after the world reacts to this insanity, right? So you have to take everything with a little bit of grain of salt here, filter. The company is saying that they can prove at least 250 out of this 900 were just stealing money from the company. That they were working a couple of hours out of their eight-hour workdays, billing the company for full time, and things weren't getting done in a timely manner. Right. So they're saying essentially these 900 people were dragging the company down. Now, they didn't say that ahead of time. They didn't pull in 900 people individually and say, Hey, I know you've been stealing, so I'm going to fire you. That's not what happened. He got 900 people on a conference call that they, none of them had any idea why they were there and says, Hey, if you're on this conference call, you're fired. Right. You're getting let go. And then tried to make them feel bad for him saying he didn't like doing it.
1: Yeah. Can I tell you what my dream, if I had a job, like a regular job, you know what mm-hmm. my dream job would be? What's that? Pulling people onto a Zoom call and saying, I just <laughs> I regret to inform you because I go, I love firing people. I have like if I have a bad experience at a grocery store, I just go, listen, I hate to tell you this, but I'm actually from corporate and I'm here running a test. We're taking your information down mm-hmm. and I'm going to have you fired. Uh, Of course, that never works. I like firing people at places I don't work at.
0: Well, this Um, is his exact quote. If you're on this call, you're a part of the unlucky group that has been laid off. That was... And you don't even know why you're on the call. You just know you're on this massive call with a whole bunch of people. Correct. And then that's his statement. And look, so he gets a $750 million cash infusion. Now he's trying to paint the picture that they're trying to get lean... Right. Or whatever.
1: Which which you which which really he is doing in a lot of ways. Well, but
0: here's my problem, though, that I have worked with companies, both consulting and work for companies that apparently have had this same problem. This guy is the problem. And here's why I say that.
1: Okay, there has
0: been over the years. This was the company was founded in 2014. No. The company was founded in 2014 and has gone through at least two rounds of mass layoffs. Again, typically, if leadership doesn't change, if the employees are the problem, you get rid of them one time, you you hire better people, you go on about your business. Now that it's two times, what didn't change between the two times? Which one of these things is not like the other? And when you start digging, you start digging into this guy over the years has had Mass claims about his leadership, so much so that there's an email, again, that has come out since last week, where he called an email obtained to an employee by Forbes from last year, quote, this is what he said to his management staff quote you are too damn slow you are a bunch of of dumb dolphins and dumb dolphins get caught in nets and eaten by sharks so stupid so stop it so stop it so stop it right now you are embarrassing me not the company not that you're not doing that's an exact quote that he sent to his entire management team okay
1: yeah and and there's TechCrunch and other and other places have so what i've read two different stories and i'm trying to get the most updated information here i've read that he's stepping back but he's not leaving the company because he's the founder of the business but i've also heard that he's just straight up leaving now he owns a lot of this company which i presume he does yep which i presume he does right it might be in his best interest to find a CEO that's going to turn this thing around, just like Uber did. But
0: Again, I've worked with people like this, and yeah. they, don't, they can't always get out of their own way. Gary Keller right. at Keller Williams has had to fire himself twice in the 25 years that it existed because right. he realized both times that he was doing damage to his company. Yeah, and had and to his- fire himself whether but that that takes a certain kind of person that can recognize that right. and do that. This so far, based on what I'm reading about this guy, he does not have the the level of intelligence to do that because so since that that happened last week, and of course the the chaos that's ensued in the news since then, uh, the first thing that happened, and this again goes to me a red flag to the top. He didn't fire himself. He didn't even take accountability for it. The first thing he said was, well, these people are ripping us all off. They're ripping me off. They're ripping the clients off they, or whatever. They, they,
1: they, they very well might be, but that's not how you handle these kinds of things. Listen, man, the, there's other articles out there about how this guy led with fear and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. He just sounds like a sucky CEO, but at the same time, He sounds like a guy who's trying to run a very competitive business and, you know, in in the world of Rocket Mortgage, running commercials on every channel, on every Internet service, streaming provider. Mm -hmm. He's trying to compete and he sounds like somebody who's putting that pressure that that he feels on himself. As the ceo and the entrepreneur in the business i think
0: you're being way too nice the fact is is that everybody thinks that they can go into the mortgage industry the real estate industry and do it leaner and better and faster and the fact is is doing a mortgage from front to end with all the regulations from the government or whatever you have to jump through the same hoops regardless of where the money's coming from you all right. have to have oh, what they call overrides in the way things are yeah. done. They all get paid the same way. So there right. there's everybody goes into this industry same thing with this company better.com when you look back at it from 2014, what is the company's going to be leaner and faster and the fact is is it takes them all about the same amount of time right. because it all has to jump through the same hoops, controlled all by the same people which is not them. Right? right. So so the fact is, is they all have these thoughts and they all end up being the exact same type of company, right? Now, right. you fast forward, the guy makes these big mistakes. And again, to me, red flag, he didn't turn around and say, hey, I'm taking a sabbatical. What happened first right. was three of his top people took responsibility for it and left, which happened to be his head of marketing, his right. head of public relations, and the vice president of communications all what? stepped down before he said, Hey, I should have done this differently.
1: Yeah. And the head of PR's picture is in the article and that distracted me for a while. (laughs) So you had
0: three top CEOs step down and then even after that, he realized he, that wasn't enough for the public.
1: So do you, is it your estimation? I mean, I don't know who the public is in this regard. I don't care. I mean, does anybody actually care who funds their mortgage or do they just want the fricking loan? No. Well, I, the answer to
0: your answer is yes and no because do people care if do most people care where their money is ultimately coming from no do people care and choose though who they do business with
1: yes and that's
0: especially true. with a brand like better.com which is easy to remember
1: yeah
0: is anybody this week going to better.com to do their refinance to do no. their loan Pro- the answer I, I don't is know. no might. I might, the, I, might. <laughs> I here here's the thing though there have been several articles written about and you know me, I'm a Redditor. I like to read Reddit. I like to right. read what people meaning You're a individual. Yeah. You're a Reddit How lurker, how yeah. people how individuals talk about business and talk about these kind of things. So if you go to, if you went to Reddit, like I did the day or a couple of days after this came out and you see what people are saying, you've got people saying things like, Hey, I was in the process of getting a mortgage with better.com. I just sent an email and here's a copy of that email to my loan officer saying, Hey, I'm sorry. I know it's not your fault. Meaning that loan officer, but I'm not doing business with a company that treats their employees this way that's part of the whole anti-work movement and treating employees better or whatever it's not directly tied in but people tie it in it's, in their brains yeah,
1: it's listen we're in a we're in the we're in a i would hate to refer to this in a kind of marxist manner but a workers revolution if you will because a lot of people are siding with workers on conditions and you yes yes but we're really, those people are really talking about us like people who work in an Amazon warehouse. And but
0: they're hypersensitive to it as an entirety. Yes, so you have a correct. company like this that comes out, fires 900 people, automatically gets bulldozed in the in the, the news and everywhere else saying they're a bad company with a bad yeah. leadership. That filters out and it ties in in people's brains with this hyper, business yeah. is bad, CEOs and are bad.
1: Yeah. And And if you really, really care about workers, you know that. Um, people who are mortgage brokers or loan officers, guess what? If you say I'm not dealing with you because better.com CEO sucks, you might as well go to that guy's house and take the Cheerios out of his kid's mouth. Right. Because that's how he makes a commission. They all are commission based workers and they chose to be in a commission industry. That's fine. But if you say, Hey, you the former CEO of your company was not cool to other people. So I'm gonna screw you over. That doesn't make any sense. It to doesn't. Me, I go. But hey, it's, bro, it's the way it is. It yeah. it doesn't because they in
0: their minds. And guess what? This is this is by design because the way we've tied me handing my money to a cashier directly to me handing my money to Walmart. Yeah, we've tied that in our brains. Yes. that that people when you're talking to a person and you go, hey, do you really want to punish that loan officer that you've been working with the last month that you really like Bob? Bob's been great to you. He calls you every Tuesday. He talks to you about, yeah, how are your kids doing? Right, that kind of stuff. Do you want to make Bob suffer because he happens to work for Better.com? The fact is, though, people in their brain, and they're not wrong for thinking that if I give Bob my money, I'm actually giving Better.com my money, and and I just can't do that.
1: And listen, I personally... Don't give my money to a cashier at walmart or heb because i always go through self-checkout because it, it is so much better
0: i refuse to go to self-checkout i was not I hired to be a to cashier go to or I a bad to go person to, yep no I'm... i
1: refuse to go to a cashier that's a human being i want a machine that's... i want the robot revolution <laughs> i don't and when the machine says thank you for shopping at heb you know what i say i say you're welcome <laughs> Because when the machine even- empire <laughs> takes over this planet, I want to be on the side of the machines, not the people. Well,
0: I mean, so look, he- here's here's why I say this. And again, I-, I say I've worked with people like this. I've worked with CEOs and companies like this, that the, the person at the top is the problem and yeah. continues. And the- But the people that pay for it are the shareholders. That's, the that's people the that exact- pay for it are the employees, right? How many of yeah. the employees that are left there do you think, aren't looking for work this week? Yeah. Right? So let me
1: just say, we have the same problem at Market Explainer, right? The guy at the top, top, big man, who's 51% of the business.
0: Majority shareholder, yeah. Yeah,
1: he's the problem.
0: I, that, can, that could be the problem. I think yeah. it's more of the opposite person over it's there. The I think a minority shareholder? It's, I think, think I didn't call market? you a minority <laughs> shareholder, but you called yourself a minority shareholder shareholder
1: majority shareholder.
0: Uh, um but yeah look you've got uh, that's why you turn around and again to bring this back to market explainers kind of niche here is yeah. you've got a company that tried to go espac tried to go public and that they failed
1: you've and got now it, they're and then feeling the
0: pain and now they're feeling the pain they're dropping employees they've got a bad public image i'm sure they were going to turn around next year and try to go public i mean that's of everybody course. you think that's going to happen now no way in hell that's going to happen well, now
1: i that i mean i don't know that that's true i think that you know we're we're going to talk about it when it comes but i bet you dollars to donuts are gonna i mean they're not going to get a, do- a deal done with ef hutton like uh the former president but I maybe mean, <laughs> i couldn't I, I was struggling to when i was reading about how <laughs> that that spack was taking place i, I was ef hutton
0: yeah yeah, but look, the point is is you're going to have – I think you're going to – obviously, in today's world, we just talk about the anti-work movement and stuff like that. Right. You're going to have people, employees, jumping ship
1: yeah, because they should...
0: of what happened. You're going to have CEOs less likely to go to work with a company yeah. like this, and those are all big-time people, right, that, that bullet draw. Y- yeah, And who knows when this guy – right now, you talked about – so you had the three top people leave. That wasn't enough. So he had to turn around, and he's left as far as any decision-making with the company. Now, right now, that says – Well, yeah, by title, right? So the guy, the CFO, is taking over the day-to-day running of the business, So the guy, even though has maintained his title as of recording this, he's maintained his title as CEO and his ownership, obviously, but he's on a indeterminate amount of sabbatical an indefinite sabbatical with no one saying when or if he's coming back
1: to summarize this story. Guy fires people in a public and embarrassing manner, destroys company's reputation. Goes on indefinite vacation, maintains his ownership position and everything. Yes. So okay. did is
0: is he in this so, case held accountable in any fashion or form?
1: No, but who is the winner here? Vishal Garg. He he's <laughs> it's clearly he's, yeah the winner. He's 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 uh, in San right now. I'm guessing. Right. Yeah, and the rest of us are working, and everyone at Better.com is working. And they feel a sense of relief that he's not there. And this is going to be like that. This is going to be like the office when Andy leaves and production goes up and he gets a bonus because they're more productive without him there. Without
0: a micromanager sending them, calling them dumb dolphins, which I've never heard in my lifetime. Is that is that a thing out there? I don't know. Is dumb dolphins a thing? No, Um, not that I know. But I tell you what, so so the thing that he has in common with the nine hundred people that he has fired, he got fired too. But like you said, he's thing yeah, probably multi millionaire status. No, and, no, here's um, the thing:
1: he didn't get fired like the other nine hundred people because those nine hundred people have to go find a new job, right? Right. He still he still owns a business and he still has income from his. I'm assuming, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, you that's that story
0: yeah that is that's insane to me it, what, it's like a it's like a tele tele novella telenovela yeah. yes because because here's the thing and i want i want to say this again we have because i find the more and more that you and i talk about business and the more business that i've been a part of at a very high level right
1: yeah you're at a is, super high level yeah
0: is you you think that people successful people that start these big companies, Yeah, we all have this tendency, well, they must be very smart people. They must be very very good people or whatever. The fact is is you can be the head of one of these big companies and you just got lucky at the right time. You started the right business at the right time. You surrounded yourself early with the right people and you can't get out of your own way. They can be very dumb. They can be idiots. They this, can feed into their own insanity, where they get to a point where they think they know. Right? You get rich, and yeah. then you think, "Well, I'm rich. I must know better, better than everybody else."
1: Have you ever seen that? This, you know, we'll close on this, but have you ever seen that movie, uh, Margin Call? I have not. Okay, Jeremy Irons, uh, Zach Quint, Quinto, Quinto, mm. I forget what his name is, and uh, another another uh, canceled, now canceled actor. But basically it's about the great financial crisis and I, I think it's like either bear stearns or i forget what who they're modeling themselves mm-hmm. after but the ceo flies in and everybody's talking ceo flies in from another country and they're like "Explain to him a problem And he goes okay now does jeremy irons he goes now explain to me like i'm five again because he's like i don't get it <laughs> right? I don't
0: understand. yes i own this company but i don't get it
1: I, he's like i don't get it and then they he's like okay now explain to me like i'm three <laughs> he's like
0: i'm gonna keep doing this until i and, but here's the product. thing
1: is that is there's a certain amount of like golden retriever aspect of like mm-hmm. being a ceo sometimes that is like you don't have to be this highly technical bill gates nerd you too can go out there and build a successful company fire employees on a zoom call do ver- <laughs> call people dolphins in an email and still keep That's the beauty of this country. And not know know
0: what the hell you're doing, yes. Correct. So I I just want to know those CEOs are out there. And if you find out you're working for one of those, get out. Well. Get out.
1: Or continue to milk it for as long as possible.
0: Or take advantage of the situation and get as much stock as you can. (laughs) If you think it's going to be there. Uh, We'll get into a, a whole other conversation about that at a different time about how that works
1: right well i want to tell everyone about our sponsor for the next segment acre gold meet the new store of value it's the same as the original store of value this timeless and thoughtfully designed um gold can be purchased with a subscription where you deposit money every month when that Mm -hmm. money accumulates to the spot plus probably 10 percent price of gold they send you two and a half grams of gold now these are known quantities in the universe 6.8 percent inflation this year mm-hmm. people uh, we're not people often say things like gold and silver are great hedge against inflation that's up to you to determine uh but i certainly feel that way i certainly am an investor in a lot of different precious metals physical precious metals where they actually send you the stuff click the link down in the description mm-hmm. down below you can get started with acre gold today.
0: Gold is a great price right now too. I like it.
1: Yeah, I buy I like gold it. whenever my, for my nieces and nephews. Whenever one of them is going to be born, they get mm-hmm. gold, so they have mm-hmm. more money than I do when they're tw- when I'm twenty. When I was twenty, um, so this little company, this uh, this this YouTube competitor, Rumble. Okay,
0: can you can you stop? Like that, Rumble is not a YouTube competitor. We're going to get into this. When I saw this on the story today, first of all, go ahead and tell people what the story is.
1: Okay. Uh, YouTube competitor Rumble Inc. Uh, is going public uh, uh, through a SPAC. Yeah, be it Fitzgerald SPAC. Is, yeah. yeah. Why do you say SPAC, but I say SPAC?
0: I don't know. Why is that? Okay. Well, because it's technically SPAC. I say it properly. You say it improperly. But mm-hmm. potato, potato, tomato, tomato, whatever.
1: Yeah, c- I'm correct. You're incorrect. Um, they're going to be listed on the NASDAQ. Uh, so this is an interesting uh, business. So rumble.com was for the longest time, simply a Vimeo type service that news organizations mm-hmm. and other places used to host video that they embedded on their website. Correct. But somewhere through all of the Misha of this year and last year, and all of the political drama that has resulted in people getting kicked off of YouTube rumble has become a platform that politically conservative people. Well, but by see.
0: the design of the founder of the company,
1: Is that the so? founder of
0: the company took it in a direction where he made the yeah. company itself's project. Rumble. And I quote, okay. And I quote, cause I like to Rumble is designed to be the rails and independent infrastructure that is immune to cancel culture. We are a movement that does not stifle, censor, or punish creativity and believe everyone benefits from the access to neutral network with diverse ideas and opinion. We are on a mission to restore the internet to its roots by making it free and open once again.
1: Now,
0: that's from the... The, the owner of the company. So the owner of the company right. took it in that political right arena as an alternative thinking, like a lot of people do, that by doing that, you'll end up competing against when Danny says a YouTube competitor. Now, right, I say Danny says because I live in the real world where real people use real information to back up their statements. And let, let let's just kind of look at this. So right now, Rumble... In by the this,
1: way, yeah, let, go ahead. I just want to air out some you know personal grievances <laughs> here. We have been talking about adding Rumble as a distribution point for our podcast, absolutely. Why not? And uh, the person who handles the video side who volunteered to handle the video sure has yet to actually
0: volunteered by voluntold. I'm you know what I mean, but go I ahead, somebody has to do
1: were, it. I think your exact words were. Don't worry, Danny. I'll handle all of the video and audio. It has so... nothing
0: to do with our first podcast failing, you know, because Danny was doing it. But anyway, <laughs> go ahead. Anyway, uh, go back. So wh- when so uh, look, this, we'll we'll so get this... our show up on Rumble. We have a we have a show that might appeal to some people that are on Rumble. Yeah. And I'm not down. I am in no way discrediting Rumble as a site. I don't care what no. their their values are. If you've got enough eyeballs and enough people coming to your site, great. And they do. They've got enough to go S pack. Here's my problem, though. When yeah. people, and again, I like to pick on Danny. You know why? You know it's part of the reason he's on the show. We love each other. Yeah. We pick on each other. So when I say Danny yeah. doesn't know what he's talking about, I only mean it sixty percent. So, but Danny's saying YouTube competitor, they're really not. And I get why Rumble says it. Everybody wants to be the competitor of the big dog. But let Going SPAC, they have to release certain numbers, right? You're going public. correct? So the number in this case that they've said is the most recent monthly average is 36 million um, active users per month, right? They bounce between 36 million and 44 million active users a month. Now, when when Danny says YouTube competitor, you want to take a wild guess of what YouTube's active monthly people are versus Rumble's 33 to 44 million? Well,
1: it's a lot more. I can guarantee It's
0: 2.1 billion with a B. Okay, so right. are they even close? Are, yes, they're in the same, yes, they post videos to their site. So but, in that, they're a YouTube competitor, but they're not. So
1: here's what I'm saying. Is, was Tesla at the beginning of its, you know, with the Tesla Roadster, was it really a competitor to Ford it's
0: still not a competitor for
1: so not not by not by volume not by sales volume but my stock price sure is. Well, and that that's where,
0: to me, you have to, again, this being market explainer, I try to educate people on when they're looking at investments. So just FYI, Rumble is combining with, um, it's called CF Acquisitions zero. Corp. It's yeah. CFVI is its current right. stock ticker. It'll be that same stock ticker until at least when they finish this out. Which is the second quarter of next year estimated, yeah. right? So, so, you can go out and buy what will eventually become Rumble today um, for about thirteen fifty a share. It's in that box.
1: So, so Rumble also recently acquired Locals, which when we decided we were you know going to move to some of our stuff over to Patreon, I mm-hmm. said, hey, I'd much rather use Locals because I know that there's been sometimes issues at Patreon and uh that was met with silence now we're just gonna like no nothing well again
0: this uh, this comes down to in business sometimes you look at things as some anything perfect no there's nothing perfect but people are going to start at what they know right people are going to start with a patreon and then maybe move To something else that's smaller, maybe has better features, whatever, but that's after you're established. If you're trying to create a podcast, a video podcast show, you don't start on Rumble. You start on YouTube and then maybe add it to Rumble, and that's the way business works. I know. But going back to Rumble and and this CFVI when it talks about investment, market explainer, is – I, you have to be careful of statements when you're looking at investing or buying stock in a company.
1: Right.
0: With companies, we just talked about this with the last one, right? With uh, better.com. Yeah. When you're looking at investing, you have to be careful with what people are saying and how they're trying to portray that moving forward. When they go, well, Rumble is a competitor to YouTube. So, that's somebody trying to sell you on Rumble. Yeah.
1: So when I say Rumble is a competitor to YouTube, Here's what I mean. In a universe where YouTube is ubiquitous, Mm -hmm. when I say it's ubiquitous, here's what I mean by that. My 60 something year old mom, who's a grandmother, who's not from the age of the Internet, watches dumb videos on YouTube. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's plugged into her TV. It's everywhere. Okay. It's on her phone. So I'm just saying in that world where right. can you name a, what dailymotion.com when YouTube not just got out in front because in, in this world of social media mm-hmm. Facebook at least had Twitter different functionality correct but there was competitors YouTube got acquired by Google Google shut down his Google Video service mm-hmm. only had YouTube and from then on YouTube was it. Right. And one of the reasons it's it it, 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 it is that way is simply because the bandwidth it takes to run a video is not an easy thing to deliver. So the bandwidth it takes.
0: The upfront cost is insane.
1: Enormous. Enormous.
0: Bandwidth, storage, all of it. Right. Access, all of it. Right. And Google pushes you to YouTube. Google right. became that largest search engine. That right. search engine acquired a video product that it adds to their search engine and pushes everyone that's using Google to that service. And it what, was really... And,
1: and what Big Man just described is now the, uh, the, the context of a $2 billion court case between Rumble and Google, because Rumble has said YouTube unfairly, in their words, from what I can gather, unfairly directs people to youtube because and it's not delivering straightforward search.
0: I'm sure now, that is I'm sure Danny is vehemently against that because Danny hates any government interference into
1: Yes. I agree. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you Rumble, if you Rumble and Google doesn't send people to your website, they don't send people to my websites. Well, okay. par- partner
0: with partner with Firefox or partner with, you know duck, what I mean? DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo or whatever, think, right? like
1: I think at some point, DuckDuckGo or one of these alternative search slash browsers, right. whether it's Brave or whomever, ends up in a situation where they're in a public company like Rumble. But you run into the same thing if you, right? How much of
0: the percentage of population uses a duck duck go, right? Maybe that's a higher percentage of the people you're trying to get to, but yeah. how many how what percentage daily Not a lot. of the average users Let's what is it's it 10% or 10% something. or five percent? So again, by partnering with that company, yeah they they're more of your users, but you also have to be okay with the fact that that's five percent of the people you, you're right. Yeah. You're leaving it's... 95% on the table. So yeah. and and look you can make plenty of money with that five percent yes plenty of money right so you you definitely have to but it's just one thing to think about is all i'm saying so
1: here's here's how i would put things for most of your life big man it mm-hmm. was jc Penney and sears right go ahead and try to walk into one of those places today
0: absolutely change is always change is the only constant
1: so at some point somebody's gonna come along and eat youtube's lunch Is it gonna be rumble? I'm gonna go ahead and say right now, absolutely never. It's gonna be somebody though. Somebody's gonna come along and, and I'm already, I already use DuckDuckGo. I got my family to use it simply for one reason. I said, listen, do you want to look at the product you're getting delivered? Go search something on DuckDuckGo and then Google and compare which results you relate better to which you wanted to see see i i look I, if you would have told me and
0: again i'm old but if you would have told me obviously 30 years ago that sears and jc penny to use your current example were gone basically in 2021 yeah, I mean, i'd have laughed at you however yeah. here's what i also believe is we also live in an environment we know the mistakes that blockbuster made we know the yeah. mistakes that Sears made and JCPenney and a lot of these. And I think companies like Google, for example, and what is now Meta, right, over Facebook. Yeah. And we talked about last week about GE splitting up and, and different. What I think they've learned from those mistakes. I don't know that Google or will ever be unseated or UT will ever be unseated because here's why. I think they've learned that they have to constantly change to the environment that they're in. And if Google and YouTube does that, they it may not look like YouTube does today, but YouTube, I think, will exist in 50 years because they, yeah. they've brought that in. Google has brought that in. Meta, sure. fa- what is Facebook became Meta, right. has brought that in. GE mm-hmm. is learning from it. These, yeah, these Johnson yeah. & Johnson is learning from it. If you Let can, just, they pivot and they keep yeah. going.
1: Now, let me use an internet example, which which is probably a little more relatable to the subject matter. AOL also thought it was going to exist forever. Okay. Sure. And listen, AOL does sort of exist, right? Sort of? I, I
0: think but Microsoft Network, which was AOL, right? Microsoft no, Network not. still exists.
1: No, it's not. They had nothing to do with each other.
0: Microsoft Network, MSN, bought yeah. all of AOL when it died.
1: Yeah, if you had an AOL... It was Yahoo.
0: No, AOL, if you had an AOL email address, you use Microsoft to now Uh, get into your AOL email. Whatever. Anyway, the point is, again, yes, you are right. Yahoo enveloped a portion of AOL.
1: Correct. Here's all I'm saying. All of these companies thought that they were going to continue to exist AOL never thought what happened to them could happen. Netscape Navigator was a... Listen, Netscape Navigator was the subject of um, an antitrust lawsuit because Microsoft Mm -hmm. kept bundling it. If I simply describe a a class action lawsuit that was huge at the time, the head of Andreessen Horowitz, whatever the guy's first name is, Andreessen, was the CEO I think, and um, he's like, the concept that this happened in my lifetime, that Netscape Navigator which doesn't exist anymore, right, and and Internet Explorer which also doesn't exist, which is just is well, wasn't Microsoft
0: sued because of only putting its products in each Windows version, right, Word and PowerPoint yes. whatever, yeah. so I. I get what you're saying. the The point, though, is is they're always going to, whether it's a consolation prize saying, or whatever, yeah, they're so going to be able saying, to maneuver. Yeah,
1: listen, that's how fast the market moves. Okay, uh, a a business. If I met, if I have I have you know a 18 year old nephew, and if I say Netscape Navigator, he's not going to know what that is.
0: True, but I think Google would have to screw up big. I mean, they they. They know what happened to J.C. Penny, They know what happened to Blockbuster. They know what happened to AOL. And,
1: and, it's these- not, and that's not what's going to happen to them. It's not all meteors that destroyed the dinosaurs are the same. That is true, and there could be obviously
0: something. I think, honestly, this whole, and we'll get into this in another episode, I'm sure because uh, the metaverse is going to be a big thing we talk about going forward, but I think you have some dangers in that. It's such a buzzword right now, just kind of what we're talking about here with Rumble and YouTube. Look, Rumble could be that person. I don't think it is, but it could 100 be that person.
1: Listen, I don't ever think Rumble, Rumble is going to be a big business. Here's all it's ever going to be it's going to be the place where you got kicked off of YouTube for saying something that is mundane. But for one reason or another, YouTube defined that as wrong. And you're going to take your user base of 100, 100 followers or 100,000 followers mm-hmm. and you're going to go to rumble. And that's what all that's going to happen. But you do that. That's 10 or 30, 10, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 people. That's millions and millions of users for rumble who and i already know people who use rumble because their favorite youtube news show got taken off of youtube
0: right so they moved over to rumble and let me tell you something look this and rumble for the forest Hibley future if this is your thing and this is what you want to invest your money in right um rumble's a good company for you be and here's why it, it, i wouldn't no i'm just you know, saying here's if why you like it. Yeah. if the, they're going to go s yes. right yeah. this is going to happen Right, so you're going to have Rumble Incorporated, whatever that stock ticker ends up being. Right, right now, again, it's CFVI. Right. The point, though, is is in this transaction, the the guy that's made it what it is that that I read the quote from earlier, is made this SPAC deal where he's maintaining majority share. Right. That's part of this news thing. Is Good the transaction him. is expected to rate, but the chief. CEO, right, Chris, no. I'm not even going to attempt it, Pavlovsky, I think is the last no. name, Pavlovsky, um, will retain voting control to facilitate execution of Rumble's neutral mission on behalf of all stakeholders. That's him coming out saying, hey, I'm going to continue to do it this way. And if, right. if Pavlovsky here is the same as Garg. Right. Uh, you got to deal with those consequences, right? right. He obviously thinks that his vision is the right vision and he wants to maintain that vision after he's saying I'm gonna maintain this vision even after going public. That's Which, why I say if it if you' if this is what you're into, if this is your deal, then and,
1: and I give him credit for understanding this much like it's gonna take a, in, an individual at the helm whose goal is to be neutral otherwise culturally things are just what they are and you're not going to be able to be neutral because somebody will eat your lunch so so i look that that
0: is what it is it's probably our smallest story this week just because it's obviously there's more information as we go further and further this is a second quarter 2022 Right. Yeah. What happens happening. during this process has changed. I, I mean, there are there's benefits to them coming out with this story. They've actually got it in here that Rumble's initial investors, that currently the company's expected to go S at a valuation of a little over two billion dollars. Right. But the current shareholders, the original investors in Rumble, these pre, are actually if the CFVI stock. Gets above and stays above the seventeen fifty, which is yep. it's already at thirteen, where it was eight or nine dollars. Yep. Now it's at thirteen, fourteen. If it gets around that eighteen dollars per share mark pre spac right. they get even more. Good for them. So they're obviously they're pushing, and I yep, think you're going to see a lot of investment in marketing in Rumble over yeah. the next. Four months yeah. because they're going to want to bring more eyes to the SPAC to push up the right. price, to push up the pre-SPAC price so that they get even more for their investment, yada, yada. right Why wouldn't so, they? No, I, I don't blame them for that at all. So if you are interested, again, CFVI, you can get it today for about $13, 14
1: a share. Right. Well, folks, I want to tell you about the sponsor for this next segment. It's his company, BigMangear.com. You can go to bigmangear.com and get a graphic tee designed by yours truly the big man go to bigmangear.com that is delivered to you by amazon prime that will take you to the amazon prime store and you can get your t-shirt from there personally packed by jeff bezos (laughs) i ain't printing
0: nothing that's all i'm saying
1: that's right so this next story uh exciting that's um my very good friend pat mcafee him and i are very close Known him since high school.
0: Uh, you went to high school in Plum uh Indiana. No. It, it's it, uh Pennsylvania. Plum, That's Pennsylvania. That's right. That's what I said. Yeah. That's what you said, Plum, Pennsylvania. Gotcha. Yeah. So all right, go ahead.
1: Plum City fighters, man. You know, the plumbers. <laughs> uh <laughs> uh, so Pat McAfee. I, I'm not a football guy at all. I think they're the so, stallions, not the
0: plumbers, but
1: Go ahead. Uh, well, you know, I, th- I thought we were called. Uh, listen, man, you don't know this because you didn't go to school there, but we always referred to ourselves as the plumbers. All right, all right go so ahead. You didn't. You wouldn't know that because you're not from. I'm not Plum, from Pennsylvania, Plum,
0: Pennsylvania. That is very true. But
1: I am. Uh, so, you know, I hit up one of my buddies and I said, "Hey, man, just school me really quick." And he's like, "Listen, Pat McAfee was a very outspoken." A uh, punter—it's—it's mm-hmm. it's unlikely that you're ever going to know a punter's name if you're a fan of, you know, football. Most
0: football, yeah, absolutely, because most—unless um, you're an amazing like Hall of Fame kicker, right, adventary, yeah. that kind of stuff—you're never going to know most punter kickers' names unless they're on your team.
1: And so Pat McAfee leaves football to go build the media empire. I think he briefly was at Barstool Midwest or Heartland or whatever.
0: This guy not only leaves football in 2016. He leaves football when he could still be paid playing football. There were people on national television, ESPN or whatever, literally looking into the camera going, somebody in Pat McAfee's family, tell him to put his helmet back on and get back out there because the Indianapolis Colts still want to pay him millions of dollars to punt the football.
1: Yeah, Right? And I don't know anything about football, but I'm going to guess – traumatic brain injury is not that much a part of being a kicker is it no
0: i mean you go out there you pump the ball you come to the sideline right like i mean he was literally and again i am a big pat mcafee fan i listen to his weekly pat mcafee show yeah. so i've heard his stories a lot about him playing and that kind of stuff he's very open about the fact that he had a coach one time tell him because he tried to make a tackle and kind of got hurt a little bit or limped or whatever and his coach grabbed him by the helmet and say your job is to kick the ball and get off the field because yeah. if you get hurt i've got nobody else to kick the ball right, right kick the ball yeah. get off the field there are 10 other guys out there i'm paying to tackle someone right right yeah. so get kick the ball get off the field but look he, this is I get very excited about stories like this because this yes. is kind of the path that, obviously, Dan and Danny and I with Market Explainer are on. This yeah. guy left football, left a paycheck that he knows was coming. Not just a paycheck, millions of dollars. Yeah,
1: so little A different, little different than our business. He left millions of dollars behind. Um, I left uh, I left uh, I left tens of dollars behind to do this. I
0: can definitely be doing other things. My point is not that he left millions of do- the point is is he left to do something he believed in. He right. was a big he was actually one of the at the time NFL it's when they banned NFL players from tweeting before games because it became right. a problem. This right. was kind of the social media taking over right. and he in his brain thought social media is the future. I can't play football forever, but social media is the future.
1: So what the story really here is, is that he signed a deal with FanDuel to be a sponsor of his show that is estimated value. Nobody knows for sure, private um, deal here, but $30 million, a A four-year contract.
0: A year. So it's a three-year contract. It's a four-year deal with the last year being an optional deal from FanDuel, Right. So it's but really it's, a three-year, ninety three, million dollar contract.
1: That's Joe Rogan money, baby.
0: That's that's a lot of money, right? Yeah. So he and guess what? This is a deal that he got by building a show from scratch. Yes. That he goes out, he he leaves football. He joins. Nobody wanted to. He he tells a story all the time. Nobody wanted to hire him initially, being a punter. He wanted to go out into the social media world, but he tried doing it the traditional route. What does most NFLers do? They get done playing football, they go to Monday Night Football, and they're an announcer. They're whatever. He tried a little bit of that. Nobody wanted to hire him. Barstool Sports said, "Hey, come over here. We'll show you the internet. We'll teach you the internet. Right. Right. And we'll give you a show." He goes over there. Six months later. He, he's very grateful for working with Barstool, yeah. but not a big fan of how they were working,
1: yeah. how
0: they were working out. Wanted to do his own thing. So he did. He, he he broke out. He's done a lot of other stuff as well. He's been on some of those sideline football shows. Yeah. He was
1: a big... This is a guy that... He's on He's on Monday Night Raw, right? Which is WWE... Friday Night...
0: He was on Raw, but now he's on uh, Friday Night SmackDown. He's one of the announcers on Friday. The point is, is... Why He's does he do WWE. that? He was a kid that loved wrestling. Yeah. So he went out after, when he was building this show, the Pat McAfee show, he went out and said, hey, I'm a large man. He's a yeah. large man for a punter. He's yeah. like, I want to get into wrestling. So he started like doing this live show where they would watch wrestling, recording right. on YouTube live, yeah, yeah, watching yeah, yeah, yeah. wrestling on Monday Night Raw, watching it and just commentating from his living room with yes. his buddies. Right. And it started to grow an audience to to the point that WWE reached out to him
1: and hired him. And hired him. Yeah,
0: which like, is amazing. You know what I mean? So here's a guy that went out there and then he got a radio show because that's what you do, right? You get a radio show. And then Did, did he actually have a radio show? I thought he was just So after he left Barstool So this is kind of the timeline. He went to Barstool to learn that. After he left Barstool, he came out. And at Barstool, Barstool had him on a couple of different shows. They had him create a a radio show that was called um, Midwest Radio. Let me find it. Um, Let me see. Uh, I apologize. Hmm.
1: Because
0: I got out of my timeline here. Okay, so Heartland Radio. So Barstool got him on the radio. But right. again, that's part of the why he left. I, he was, did not want to be restricted by the FCC. Yeah,
1: of course. He, he
0: wanted to be able to cuss. He wanted to be able yeah. to talk to. Him, he wanted to. Talk, he didn't want anybody talking, telling him who to talk to, how and to talk to, to him, how right. long to talk to him, what to say, or whatever. So he he creates. So he get, he leaves Barstool towards in 2018, creates his own company, Pat McAfee Incorporated, which it consists of the Pat McAfee Show. That's Hockey Talk, Heartland Radio, what he's tried to do, 2.0, and right. Good Better Bets. These are all things that he was passionate about. About his, uh, the, the wrestling thing came about. He loved wrestling as a kid. Right. So he started doing that. Gambling. He's a big gambler. He likes gambling. So Who what did he do? He created yeah. a gambling talk show right. on podcast, right? Right. And then that kind of the Heartland Radio kind of died hockey talk still exists of course the pat mcafee show what it is now and good better bets became what they call hammer Dan. now d-a-h-n good yenzer pittsburgh hammer Dan, right is what they call their gambling podcast i wouldn't know (laughs) so you have a guy with three major that's built out three major brands the pat mcafee show the hockey talk and hammered down his betting show, all right. created passions from Pat McAfee and this yeah. group of buddies. His group of buddies, what he calls the boys.
1: Yeah.
0: One of them, CFO Phil. They've been together since second grade. Yeah. CFO Phil was a smart kid in class. Pat McAfee was the idiot, dumb kid that you know, but everybody liked because he was loud and obnoxious, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Uh, Tone Diggs played fo- pee wee football with, right? Tone Diggs played pe- pee wee football with Nick Moraldo, the head of the hockey talk. Again, guy I went to school with his whole life, lived down the street. They played yeah. together. When they talk about his boy, he's got a couple of guys that he's brought in, Boston Connor, whatever. Yeah,
1: and I but, know all these guys obviously cuz I went to school with all right, of them. But most of these guys are high. just guys that he yeah.
0: went to school yeah. with that when he left the NFL, he said, "Hey." And he talks about it when he got signed this contract yeah. that, "Hey, quit your job. Come work yeah. with me." Yeah. Moved to Indianapolis, which is where he last played, Indianapolis Colts.
1: Yeah, My, which is Which again, which I just want to point out, here's a guy who had a small audience as a punter, Mm -hmm. decides to build not in Austin, not in not in L.A., just Indianapolis, Indiana, just a weird place to build an empire. Well, right. him and his wife
0: were there, right? Yeah,
1: we're he, here and, now. And, so and that's where we
0: want to go? be, right? Yeah. Again, he loves the Colts. He loves the owner of the Colts. They have a great relationship. Now, I want to make this clear. This guy had millions of dollars from playing in the NFL to start, too.
1: Yeah, so he had the money. To he had this.
0: the money to pull a couple of guys, his old buddies, down and start a show with, right? And upfront, the cost of setting up a studio and upfront, the cost of marketing. and And he'll tell right. you, they lost a lot of money up front of course because of the what they were trying to do I mean they at one yeah. point when he was doing the wrestling announcing they rented a box truck and made it a uh, a mobile studio right. so that they could continue doing the daily show right. while that he was yeah. traveling back and forth to Florida or yeah, whatever right. it is yeah, yeah. Um, and right before before zoom was really huge and before you know this kind of stuff right and then you have once he starts that AJ Hawk, the 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 a green bay packer also a NFL first rounder right? right joins the show as kind of the co-host yeah aj hawk completely different personality jawline for days right, right, very right. dry sense of humor where pat McAfee's very loud yeah, very yeah, crazy yeah. uh weed smoker
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know what i mean whatever aj hawks very Oh yeah, okay. Like very okay. concerned. So they offset each other very well, and right. he brings that previous NFL, right? Not only yeah. previous NFL Super Bowl winner. He won yeah. a Heisman in college. Most uh, quarterback, uh, or uh, he played a uh, linebacker. Okay. Most tackles, t- most tackles for in Green Bay history. So he brings some in the world of sports. Here's a guy that right. knows what he's talking about.
1: Yeah, right. So he brings um, on a, a knowledgeable co-host. That right. really understands the subject. But here's what I think is the part that I find fascinating to me. Here's people making a living talking about people playing a game. Yeah. They make a living talking about people playing a game. And to me, it is fascinating that that's how the market operates. That in in not only can you make money, not just regular Joe Schmo at a at a you know cubicle money you're making millions of dollars to kick an oblong shaped piece of leather through a piece of metal that looks like this and they're going to give you millions of dollars to do it and when you're done you can talk about the people playing a game and they'll just give you 30 million dollars a year One of the things that I
0: really appreciate and one of the things I think the reason I was drawn to Pat McAfee is because he talks about it in that way. Like you'll see a, a Troy Aikman on TV or you'll see a Joe Montana or whatever, and they're very, okay, I was a quarterback in the NFL, I deserve my millions of dollars, I'm an elite. You know what I mean? Uh, athlete, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. And there's just that. And again, I have nothing problem with Troy Aitman, big no. fan, Joe Montana, whatever. But there's a certain swag to them. There's an arrogance to them. Tom Brady's okay. the same way. Peyton Manning, whatever.
1: Okay.
0: Where Pat McAfee is like, this is absurd.
1: Yeah. It's absurd
0: that someone may have paid me millions of dollars to kick football five times but, during a game.
1: Yeah. But at the end of the day, that's what it is. Like, what do you, you know? Right. And, but, but he's like that too. But he acknowledges the absurdity right right i just i i just love that this is a thing and i love seeing people break away from the expected thing that they're supposed to do which is you know go quietly into the night with traumatic brain injury and not be able to be normal for the rest of your life and instead he goes i'm gonna leave while i'm on top i'm gonna build an internet business about talking about football and be a personality and he did it, and that's beautiful. Andy has
0: people along the way, and he likes to talk about these people. The, yeah, he's developed he his this,
1: buddies
0: with him. He, well, he's developed this—I don't want to say persona, but this person—that if yeah. if you're a business person out there and you call up Pat McAfee and you offer him a deal, he's yeah. going to talk about it on his show, good, bad, or otherwise. So right. he flat out talks about it on his show he, that this jackwagon called me up. And yeah. and offered me said I should come punt for the XFL like this happened within the last year. That's
1: Somebody right, called well. him up
0: and said, "Hey, this would be an opportunity for you."
1: <laughs>
0: and he's like, "No." He's like, "If you think that's an opportunity, you need to go back and figure out what the hell you're talking about."
1: Yeah, and, I mean, XFL is now owned by uh, you know my friend Dwayne. I'm just saying it would Johnson. not be
0: if you knew what he was doing.
1: Why would you even? Why say would that, you yeah. even say that? To, that's
0: and when he and he says it all the time. He's like when pe- he's like people come up to me with advice all the time. He's right. like, people do. He's like, but consider the source. He's like, yeah. if you're, I've always had that opinion. He's like, if you are less successful than I am, I know why would you, I believe a word me. that you say?
1: Yeah. So this is, of course, you know, kind of rounding out what we have to say about this. This is our love letter to Pat McAfee saying, hey, mm-hmm. we would love to join your network. This is, we're going to bring something very different to the Pat McAfee show and the Pat absolutely.
0: I would... join Pat McAfee Incorporated as his market explainer.
1: Yeah. Business. Yeah. So we're going to be the business show on his network. We're interested. We're here. We're ready.
0: (laughs) Yeah. He's definitely done that. And not only did he take, Danny said 30 million, but he took 30 million a year. He's taking Mm. $30 million Mm. Mm. for FanDuel and FanDuel did not purchase his show. Yeah, I know. FanDuel did not purchase like Spotify. Joe Rogan had to move from YouTube to Spotify. Yep.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh Pat McAfee, not moving anywhere.
1: Yeah, he's just it's a sponsorship it's agreement. It's just
0: a sponsorship agreement where they yeah. bought the rights to be his exclusive. And right. we all know what gambling's coming down. You and I have talked about it on the show about gambling is coming down. It's now in twenty six states and it's growing yeah. online sports books, gambling yeah. on the NFL, whatever. No, I
1: think it's thirty states now.
0: But that's my point, is it's growing like crazy. FanDuel wants to be a big part of that. So they purchased his exclusive, they're his exclusive uh, book. And you talk about things we want to get into about being part of the Pat McAfee conglomerate of podcasts. Um, They've also purchased the naming rights to what is his new studio. So he's moving to the FanDuel Igloo, is the name of his new studio and building that they're moving into soon in the first in 2022 so he sold the naming rights
1: which okay great great like a stadium selling their naming rights i'm also
0: putting out there into the universe that if you want to be the official name of the studios that you and i are building out we're also looking for a main sponsor for the you know naming Uh, of that i
1: i if we don't get somebody else one of my companies is going to be the main sponsor It's going to be the, uh, the, you know, uh, dump com,
0: (laughs) And I'm not, we're not selling our naming rights to Danny because Danny would name it like dump.com or whatever. And we can't have that. So yeah, we definitely need that.
1: I'm developing right now. So, um,
0: yeah. yeah for our podcasting studios here in Austin, Texas, we're going to definitely sell those naming rights. So just reach out to us for that at bigmarketexplainer.com oh, yeah. and we'll be there for uh that as well. So what what do we got next, Danny?
1: So, uh we're going to jump into this next story, but before we do that, I want to tell you about our sponsor. workathomestuff.com. <clears throat> more and more of you are not going back to your office, and you're now starting to realize you can't set up your laptop at your dining table anymore. So you're going to have to clean out your kid's music room and put a desk in it so you can work and make money and pay for those guitar lessons so little Jimmy can feel self-fulfilled even though he sucks. (laughs) You can go to workahomestuff.com. You can figure out which chair, which desk is the right combination for you. That's workahomestuff.com. Now, this next story, uh, did you know that you might be the recipient of stolen goods? Of
0: cause of course so
1: as we all know there is uh, currently in the united states of america just a teensy, teensy, just a teeny weensy problem a little bit of looting going on um at nordstrom's yeah at at um uh, you know all sorts of places cvs we've talked about walgreens is closing stores in in san mm-hmm. francisco because of this mm-hmm. But what's interesting is. Best
0: Buy was hit by mass looting not too long last week, I think, yep. in California. And yes, there is a mass looter epidemic. problem, epidemic going on around the country. Um, and what Danny's trying to say here is, and the reason this kind of fits into the market explainer is the argument being made by uh, companies, Best Buy, everybody that's getting hit, is. When you turn around, when you go on to Amazon.com, eBay.com, any site, marketplace, Facebook.com, whatever, any marketplace, right now, it is very easy, probably the easiest ever been in history, for you to sell a stolen item online. And when I say stolen item, I'm talking about purses, yeah. your, your normal, everyday goods.
1: So, let me, let me put it this way. If you've seen some of these videos on the news and you've seen people stealing lotion or whatever they're stealing something from cvs and you yes go, what are you doing with that well somebody somewhere is saying hey bring that to my warehouse i'll buy it from you for they're pennies not,
0: on the dollar of what it's pennies worth Pennies
1: on the dollar and then that person is in turn they're not asking where did you get this from because they don't want to know and they are in turn sometimes they're putting hey listen what are you doing with your Pert Plus shampoo that you stole from CVS? Right, some guy's going to give you a dollar for the bottle. He's going to do FBA, which is a f- fulfilled by Amazon. He's going to ship a. He's going to put it all on a pallet. On a case. Ship there. Ship it yep. to Amazon. That's right, and Amazon's going to go, whatever, and he's going to go because it's Amazon Prime and people are buying all their stuff. They're not taking individual photos. They got a stock picture of what you got. Mm-hmm bottle sealed. It looks like it's brand new. Great. Hey, some of the lotion I buy, I buy stuff from on Amazon prime. I don't know if somebody stole this out of a CVS in San Francisco frankly i don't care well but, but it's it, it's know. not
0: just shampoos it's purses yeah. it's every it can be consumer electronics it can be whatever and what you have shoes right yeah. everybody resells shoes online or whatever yeah. and you go online you go to amazon.com and you think hey here's a good deal it's 30 dollars for a pair of nike instead of 60 you yeah. buy the 30 pair because they're brand new right that's what it says. They're brand new. It's shipped by Amazon. Well, it's right. shipped by Amazon, but it's not from Amazon Prime. Meaning right. it's shipped by Amazon from Bubba They're, at yeah. gmail.com, right behind yeah. it. But you don't care. You got $30 Nikes. So it's it's easier what used to they used to call it fencing back in the day, right? Yeah. Selling stolen goods. The problem is, is when you, the average everyday consumer, buy those $30 Nikes You're buying them not knowing who the end person getting the money is. Right. And companies like CVS, like Best Buy, like Nordstrom's or whatever are trying to figure out how do we stop what is this epidemic that's become of looting? What their idea, their first idea that's come out of their mouth is is they're asking the government to come in and say, hey, if you're selling stuff on these marketplaces – right. You have to at least identify yourself that Amazon, that Walmart.com, that eBay.com. Yeah, I don't
1: I think that's silly. I think that you lost. I think that you need better security at your stores. And here's what else I think. If you live in a jurisdiction, there's a guy who lives in a jurisdiction that says we don't prosecute under if the if something's valued at nine hundred and fifty dollars and under, we don't prosecute so he decided everything in his store is 951 dollars and if you're a consumer you just walk in there's a coupon at front up front reduces it all to the regular price but the label price on everything is right is 951 dollars yeah so if you come in and loot him for snickers bars that's not that's 951 bucks each snickers bar because that's what you So the market is always providing solutions to problems that the government's trying to solve and creates. But listen, um, I think that this is simply a matter of a little more security at people's stores is going to. And, you know, when I say security, I'm talking about, you know, PMC, private military contractors showing up at Nordstrom, (laughs) holding it down because it just takes one looting session to go bad. Before people go, ah, maybe I don't need to go loot a target, you know, on a Thursday morning.
0: Eventually, yes, it'll stop when it stops being so easy. Yes, yeah. someone will create a hurdle. What you're going to see, look, we, we live in 2021. The answer yeah. to this is simple. Um, They just haven't done it yet because they haven't had the need to do it yet because it's an okay. extra cost. They're going to just put some kind of tracker on everything. They're just, every, yeah. every item large and small that's above say five or ten bucks right Right. is they're going to come up with some cheap inexpensive whether it's on cars they have serial numbers right like it was an idea on trucks and cars years ago for them to etch in the vin number into windows because Windows kept getting sold and you know, stolen and resold. Well, if you put a, a number on it, nobody wants to buy one with an etched VIN number on it because then they know it's stolen, right? Or whatever. Yeah. Um, so they they get creative with tracking items and they just haven't had to do it for a long time. Right? Right. Where now, guess what? Louis Vuitton's probably going to start giving each person an individual number, an individual yeah. whatever, so that they can turn around and tell Los Angeles that, guess what? These serial numbers were stolen. And if anybody gets those serial numbers at Amazon.com, Amazon's yeah. now going to be responsible to scan in every Louis Vuitton.
1: Yeah. So the nice thing is there's three big companies that you have to deal with, right? You know eBay, Amazon, well, two really. And you go to both of them and say, hey, if you get any of these serial numbers.
0: It's stolen items. You need to send it to us instead of what, which is what a pawn shop has to do, right? Yes. Uh, Cops can walk into a pawn shop and say, hey, I want, uh, you know what I mean? The every whatever you've brought in over the last. And if there's identifying characteristics, that item was stolen, that diamond was stolen. It now has to come to me, right? You right. shouldn't have bought it, right? So that that's what they're going to end up doing. They're just going to end up making, instead of every sales tag, it's going to have a unique UPC yeah. instead and, of and,
1: a... Yeah, and so I actually know somebody in this business who develops or sells um, tracking solutions. And one of his clients was, you know, Rolex because, you know, Rolexes aren't cheap. So putting a $50 tracking system in it ain't and crazy and uh Mm -hmm. they were getting picked they were missing a couple at a port in the u.s realized that they were going to somebody's house yeah imagine that yeah
0: look there's always gray market right there's always gray market
1: always going to be
0: the problem it only because and look every manufacturer every retailer everyone out there they all account for a certain percentage of gray market. Because they know right. it's going to happen. Right. The problem is like right now when it becomes excessive. Correct. And then something has to happen. You have to figure out, like you said, something big has to happen. Something yeah. big has to change. What will happen in true capitalist form yes. is businesses will be created from this going, hey, yeah. instead of here's how you track your purses. Here's how you there will be businesses that are created that are then bought by big companies like Amazon and eBay and Walmart.com and whatever else, Facebook, Meta, whatever, will buy these companies because they want their unique tracking system, whatever that may be,
1: right?
0: As part of their company to make sure that they're not liable for selling stolen goods, correct? Right? So,
1: in true capitalist
0: public form, right? This problem will take care of itself. But in Could. the
1: meantime, it. I just listen. I just wanted to give make make the headline or the the, uh, the the title of this YouTube video, which will be, "Are you the receiver of stolen goods? Explain what I hope yeah.
0: it. What I hope happens. I hope that what we just said happens yeah. before yes. the government comes in and starts. Yes, because yeah, that's here to make it way worse. Here's what would be easy for them for for a and this could happen all the way from locally all the way up to the national government is they could come in and say, all right, guess what, Danny, if you're selling on Amazon, yeah. you have to Amazon now has to put your name below every product you're selling.
1: Right? But I don't want that. And it says
0: Danny, Dan, you know, first, last name, where you live, whatever. Yeah, yeah, right? I don't want that. And everybody that buys those thirty dollar Nikes from you can, as I used yeah. earlier, knows yeah. that they're coming from Danny. I
1: don't right? want that because I want to be a little more anonymous.
0: That's kind of what they're pushing for as the retailers is because they don't want they don't want the responsibility of this. They want right. to push it off on normal people. This is yeah. one of those rules where it's only the 1% of 1% that are out there stealing stuff, right. but they want to affect the other 99.9% by putting some undue process on them.
1: And that's not going to make it easy for anybody, and everybody hates that. So no, I, I,
0: but th- that could happen before the other does, depending yeah. on cost. No, no. Yeah. Does that make sense? That's yeah, what no I don't want to happen. I'm hoping the other, because that's what's better really for everybody. Control sure. your own inventory. We've all yeah. worked retail at some time or another. Right. Control your own inventory. Right. Come up with a system of tra- – we live in 2021. How expensive is it?
1: It's to not. It's really inexpensive. Instead
0: of here. one UPC for every product – Just create a unique UPC for every single one of them. Bam, you now identify that purse versus any other purse. (laughs) Correct. Then it's just tracking, hand it over, who cares? Nobody gets hurt. No extra security for somebody getting shot because they tried to loot a $1,000 Louis Vuitton purse. Nobody wants that.
1: Nobody wants that.
0: Right? So just, and if you think something, if you're buying stuff online, I know Danny's like, get your deal get your deal and I'm that way too but again also consider if something don't, is
1: I don't ask a lot of questions
0: yeah if something's 70% off you might want to figure out why yeah. it's 70% off but hey whatever. Yeah,
1: I, yeah for sure I used to have a friend who sold tires really inexpensively one time I referred a friend to him and he's like so where do, what does he get him I was like don't ask don't ask don't ask where he gets <laughs> cheap tires okay <laughs> Don't ask why those KO2s, which are 900 bucks for a set of four at discount tire, he's going to put them on your truck and balance them for 350 in cash. Don't ask, you idiot.
0: I Don't live ask both professionally and personally by the same mantra. I do not ask questions I don't want the answer to. I have no idea how many men my wife was with before we were together. You know why I don't know? Because (laughs) I don't 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 ask the damn question. All right?
1: I I have no
0: idea of certain of my business partners past. You know why? Because I don't ask the question because I don't want to know the answer.
1: But I I, I know for a fact you hired a private investigator to look into my background because, you know, I know that information.
0: (laughs) Well, again... Both personally and professionally, I don't ask questions. I don't want the answer to.
1: Well, as always, we have to close out with our tip of the week.
0: Uh Uh-huh, go ahead. They're not always tips because they come out of Danny's mouth. But go ahead, you say them.
1: I Just listen. Everyone loves Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday is great. But did you know that you can eat tacos seven days a week? Information I just learned.
0: (laughs) That is, of course, an option. Alright folks, we'll see you next time.